0: You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, let's get it. Locked On LSU, your team every day. I'm Matt Moscona, ESPN Radio, Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, CST. Right here for the Locked On LSU Podcast. Basketball Tigers get a big win over Southeastern. We'll get to that here shortly, but I wanted to take time on today's episode to bring on our friend Shay Dixon of Go Twenty Four Seven to talk about roster management. LSU's heading into the Alabama game, and we'll have all the rest of this week to preview that game this weekend. But realistically, I think most LSU fans recognize what's going to happen this weekend. LSU's a four-touchdown underdog. It's probably not going to get better next week in Gainesville. Maybe the Tigers could pull out a home win against Ole Miss on December the 19th, provided that game is made up then. But the bigger question for LSU fans right now is, okay, this is a problem. How does Ed Ogeron fix it? So I figured let's talk to Shea Dixon, recruiting expert, go 24-7, to talk about this roster and how it makes sense. So I started by going to the roster today and counting how many scholarship players LSU presently have? Remember, you can have 85 uh, today. I counted 68. So, Shea, where? Let's start there. Where is your number presently?
2: Okay, so that's about. Uh, that, that, we're not far off. So, okay. I say right now that they have 64 available scholarship guys. Now, you can have 85, right? Okay, so no, that's that's a,
1: wait wait that's a good point because I counted. Miles Brennan and Aaron Moffitt and guys that are okay. So,
2: right. Right. So I didn't, I didn't count the, or I, right. I did not count those guys, but I did count for instance, Racy and Trey Palmer and some guys who might uh, be able to play this weekend. Um, he said, Tory Carter was out. So I didn't count him. Okay. Um, but yes, th- you actually bring up the other point. They do have, let's say around 67, eight total guys. Let's call it 64 available. That's 29 on offense and 31 on defense. We can talk pandemic and COVID and them obviously teetering this line of above 56 players. It's already pop, you know, gotten one game postponed, this Alabama game, because of um, contact tracing and, and being under the number. But that's short in any season. 29 players and 31 players on both sides of the ball. And I'm also including because... Look, if you're under the 85 scholarship limit, you can give walk-ons on the team uh, a scholarship. I didn't include any of those guys, but I did include guys like Avery Adkins and Von Rosenberg who play and are big pieces that do have a scholarship now but did not in high school.
1: Same. Okay. Um, let's talk about how they they fixed this, Shay because w- one thing that I have consistently complimented Ed Ogeron during his time in Baton Rouge has been roster management. I think... This is something he has done well, recognizing where they have shortcomings and using every avenue possible to address it. If it were Cole Tracy or Joe Burrow or traditional transfer market like Braden Fajoko and Thad Moss, like they've done a really good job of finding ways to supplement. This year with Jabril Cox and Liam Shanahan. So where, when we look at who they've lost, who they're going to lose, and who they have committed presently? Where are the biggest holes, the most obvious holes that they have to address?
2: Offensive line would be one that jumps out. Both knowing what you've got now, and, and then knowing that in the recruiting class what you have coming in, you only have one guy committed, uh, and, and that's not going to—you know—they've got to sign more than that. You cannot get to February signing day and bring in one offensive lineman. And and look, that's where. You have to draw another line here. And and this is going to speak back to this total scholarship thing. You can only sign 25. That's it. And grad transfers count to that. JUCO guys. So you can't say, okay, go finish or, you know, fans, yeah, finish up the recruiting class. And then let's just offseason just let's just go get three or four offensive linemen. It doesn't, you know, JUCO guys' transfers. It doesn't work that way. Managing the roster and managing the recruiting class are one and the same. O's got to find that balance, which he's done in previous classes of do I want to be under uh, the 25 leaving February to open the door for, you know, anyone from Joe Burrow to Liam Shanahan, right? Jabril Cox, guys that you can find after signing day that don't enter the portal until maybe after signing day uh, that you can get in on, but they're in this spot, Matt. And and here's where I think it becomes interesting. And again, I think O-line is the answer to the question by far the biggest. I think they're doing a good job addressing the rest of the needs through recruiting. I think you could probably throw tight end in there, but we know they lost 20 to the draft, right? Or 20 draft eligible guys. And, and by the end, all of them had signed some sort of deal. Well, they also have 12 gone, whether it was dismissed or went into the portal. And then they had five opt out. And then one just true transfer during the season, Apu Aika, that's 38 guys total that aren't on the team anymore that were on last year's team and really, only 20 of them were not expected to be on the team. So you're taking a hit of nearly 20 guys. That's put you into this, you know, mid 60s of availability, and, and then tossing all the the opt outs. If you can only sign 25, and look, I went off your math to write this one down. It's called 67 eight players on the team, include bringing them. They can come back next year. Mm-hmm. And you have this rule, right, that nobody's eligibility counts. In theory, everybody that plays for LSU can be on the team next year. You can only sign 25. That's 92, 93. And remember, they can only play, they self-imposed eight total scholarships over two years. So they'd have to be under 81 or at 81 and under. You know that you're going to lose 10 to attrition anyways. Recruiting is important. Recruiting this team right now might be one of the most important things O's had to do uh, in his tenure and and certainly coming off uh, of the national championship season. To immediately be in this odd position of opt-outs and, and everything else, but just massive departures.
1: Mm-hmm. And by recruiting the team, you mean recruiting guys back. Like they need guys to come back so they have as yeah. many roster spots as possible, no doubt. All right. Let's go back to the O line for a second. Shay, they have thirteen scholarship offensive linemen right now. They've got Garrett Dellinger committed and they're in on Tristan Lee. We found out he's gonna announce on January the second. How many ideally do they wanna have? Because Shay, it seems like their their numbers there aren't too thin, they're just not getting production out of the scholarship guys they have.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, look, you look at the younger guys, Cardell Thomas and Thomas Perry, guys like that have been injured. Um, Bradford is a guy who says he wanted to lose weight. You see this influx of, they signed three guys a year ago. We've only seen Marlon Martinez. It's because he plays on a special teams unit. We we don't know what they have back there. And and look, maybe that's a good thing right now that O-line gets injured more than anybody else, and somehow they've made it pretty healthy through the season minus a little about, you know, Ed Ingram and, and dare Rosenthal have been sort of in and out of the lineup at times, but yeah, it's, you could in theory, bring all these guys back and and you hope that you can continue to develop the guys behind them. But then again, you're, what's the chance that Engram comes back? Maybe. Okay. But he's the best guy you've got. I'm sure he's got a good draft stock. Deculus is a three-year starter. Say what you want about how he performs. You could see a grade or just feel that, Hey, it's my time to go. Liam Shanahan, you would hope would come back again and give you another year at center, but Matt, what's you know you're playing musical chairs at left tackle right now yeah. with Dare Rosenthal and Cam Wire, in large part because it seems sometimes one of them isn't physically fit enough to be going all four quarters, and that's a, a worry. So the whole there's a lot with the O line right now that's sort of so different from a year ago when yes Joe Burrow made some things happen for him, but James Craig coached him up well. In 2018, I think he had six lineups in the first six games, and they finally settled in, and last year's unit looked good. So I guess for O-line salvation, right? Even team more recruiting, you hope that, gosh, how many guys from this group can you get back again? But you also need to add some guys who are those Evan Neal types for Bama. A five-star can come in early and play for you right away. Uh, and then they've got guys like Leatherwood who did that and then stayed. If you get Tristan Lee, he could be a three-year starter for you. At tackle, And that's what Deculus has been. But now you're talking about a kid who's a five-star top 10 player in the country. If you really want to get better on the offensive line, you've got good coaching. You feel like you've got depth. Now you might just need to get more elite guys.
1: How do they feel about Tristan Lee?
2: I mean, I would say that a signing day were today good. And look, I think that the short way to answer that for me, and I said this on our podcast today uh, on Go247, I can remember in the spring talking to Tristan Lee, and he's got the pick of the litter of where he can go to college. And all these are Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, and LSU, great options, obviously. But he told me, he said, Look, all these schools say, hey, come in early, you know, and you started ever since high school. You've never given up a sack. You'll compete and you'll be right back on the field. And he said, Well, I look at some of these schools, and he didn't name them, but it's obvious, and they're not LSU. They stack up multiple five star offensive tackles every year. How quickly is he really going to get to the field? Now I'm not saying it's not good enough to go in and win a job or he wants to be handed one, but LSU's O line issues, how glaring they are, are their biggest selling point to someone like Tristan Lee right now. And because of that, I think they're in, you know, the lead spot. But boy, things are fluid with just recruiting in general in a year like this when when LSU's not on fire.
1: All right, we're gonna continue and I'm gonna ask Shay the question that of course, everybody's always interested. When you have a season like this, how does it ne- or does it negatively impact recruiting? We'll get to that. i am remind you about Coors Light, the beer that is literally made to chill. If you ever feel like you're always on or like you're always working, even when you're home and you're not working, if life is go, 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 especially with work and friends and family and games for the kids, getting to and from practice, and you just need time for yourself, Time to relax, hit the reset button, time to chill, then reach for a cold coors light. The beer that is literally made to chill. That's coors light. If it's unwinding in a cold in a, a dark room by yourself with uh the game on, maybe it's sitting out on the patio and enjoying some peace and quiet, or maybe it's cheering on your favorite team. Whatever it is when you need to unwind. Reach for the beer that is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, literally made to chill. Crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for that moment to unwind. Crack open that ice-cold Coors Light and just chill. And if you can't get to the store, no worries. They'll bring it to you. Ice-cold Coors Light and that new look delivered straight to your door. Get.CoorsLight.com. Get.CoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast.
1: Be sure to join us for Wednesday's Locked on LSU. Of course, Wednesday's the day that Ed Ogeron meets with the media on the SEC Coaches Teleconference. It's the midway point of game week, so we will get deep dive into LSU-Alabama tomorrow on the Locked on LSU podcast. But we're continuing with Shay Dixon of Go247. And Shay, let's pick up with where I left off and asking. It's a question you and I talk about often, but I want you to address it. How does a season like this, when LSU's losing and they don't look great, how does this or does this negatively impact recruiting?
2: Um, you know, I think it'd be a worry, right? You'd rather be 15-0 and on TV every day as the talk of the town. But I also, you know, I've said on your show a million times and you're queuing me up for it, these kids lose all the time. They're not worried about that. They don't sit around and stare at the SEC West records and standings. And uh, they see the trophy that LSU won. They can remember everything they did a year ago and, and certainly Coach O and them are so good at recruiting that they can sell that vision and, and recruit say, Hey, I'm the look, if I'm the if I'm a five star and a big time player and this is how they think, w- great. I'm gonna go in there and play. I'll fix it. We'll go and I'll be starting if they don't have guys that are good enough right now and I'm just speaking in generalities, but so far they haven't had a single decommitment, commitment and they've popped some big commitments over the, you know, past five months when uh, all hasn't been going well and, and even if you wanna say Matt and it's look all the off the field stuff is not desirable in any sense for uh, recruits or families or, or the coaching staff to have to deal with and uh, and sort of look over and, and see LSU. You know that's how recruiting works. That's going to be in the ears of other kids. But LSU, I think their staff's doing a good job because we haven't seen a single one of their kids decommit, and all of their guys they've been in on have, have sort of stayed firm. So on field, off the field, I'm, I don't think any of that's way too much into this class and. I think that at least bodes well for maybe how they're going to be able to close here. That if it hasn't hurt them yet, then if they can hold on another few weeks, they'll be fine. All
1: right, Shay, a couple other things. So they're at 22 right now in this class. I think we're all sort of going, okay, well, Tristan Lee, Mason Smith, Corey Foreman, there's 25. And yet they offered uh, Q Strong. Am I saying it right? Navontecue? Uh,
2: Navontecue. Uh, well, yes, Navontec Strong, correct.
1: Navontec, sorry. Um, so where my assumption is, as we talk, there's going to have to be some attrition in this class. Guys that are currently committed probably aren't going to maintain that that spot. I don't know if you're comfortable naming names. It's fine. If not, but maybe areas where they feel like they've got enough bodies where they have to supplement with a lineman or a linebacker, wherever the case may be.
2: Yeah, sure. I think that 22 is not the real number. You know, I think that's a number of public commitments and a lot of these guys and, and you can call it what you want mutual parting of ways or shuffling of the class but yeah. um conversations have been had and and are being had with where guys stand and they know and it's fluid with numbers and and sometimes that stuff doesn't come out till later but you'll see Orgeron move forward feeling like hey we're gonna take the best 25 and um look they as you said they offer Navin, take Strong who's number one Juco middle linebacker in the country, but he plays at Gulf coast. So he's right there. He's been committed to state. Uh, he was a hundred tackle uh, guy a year ago. He's on pace for that. Again, he's really, really good. Um, but they also offered uh, another kid, Trevin Wallace, who just decommitted from Boston college. He had recently sorted the top 100. They offered him a month ago, but then he decommitted yesterday from Boston college. And he said, look, LSU is one of the teams really pressing me. So even beyond the Mason Smiths and, Corey Foremans and Tristan Lees, and, and certainly Brian Thomas out of Walker, who's going to announce a decision in February, and, and LSU will be in it there. Jordan Gilbert at U-High, a safety they offered quite recently. Um, you know, that you would say, well, how do they only, they only have three spots. How are they fitting all these guys in? Um, they won't hit on everybody, obviously, but they're still going to cast a wide net here. And I think these next few weeks will be really interesting to see because I think that by design, or at least by hopeful design uh, on Orgeron and the LSU staff's part, that the class right now might not look very similar, you know, look similar, but not the same as Mm -hmm. it will look uh, on December 18th when we could see a handful of guys come off. I think D-line outside linebacker is one where you look at it and you say, okay, they've got a bunch of those and they've recruited it well in recent years. Can you, you know, move one off and move a safety on or move one off and, Get another offensive lineman, obviously, and uh, and that's what Ed Orchard and them get paid a lot of money to figure out.
1: Shay, last thing, um, and y'all follow him on Twitter at Shea Dixon. You said there's 22 public commits. If you had a guess, or if you know, where do you think that number actually is?
2: I think that there's three or four guys that you would probably be considered like on the fence of, okay, okay, are they going to end up at LSU or do they end up signing somewhere else? So maybe that puts you, let's just say in the 18 to 20 range. And I think that LSU feels good about Mason Smith. Who's going to announce in the early period. Uh, They're certainly going to have spots held uh, and hope that they're the team to beat for Corey Foreman and Lee. Uh, And then they've got, look, new offers to linebackers, all that. So, I think that they're probably sitting right around 20. My my guess is that, not counting the guys that may not be in the class that are currently committed, that they'll probably add somewhere like five more guys to the class.
1: Okay, uh, y'all follow them on Twitter at Shay Dixon. Of course, go two four seven, go twenty four seven. That's where you go for all the recruiting news. Uh, nobody does it better. Shay, we appreciate a couple of minutes as always, man. Thanks for making time.
2: Yeah, Matt. I guess I didn't even say this. They are still ranked number three too, <laughs> uh, in terms of recruiting classes, so they've got a really good class, and, and they're trying to. Hey, with those names you mentioned, they can make a push for number one. So, as bad as the on-field product um, has felt for everybody this year, there there could be some salvation in knowing that the young guys on the field look good, and they've got a pretty good recruiting class coming in.
1: Shay Dixon, he is uh, just the best. We appreciate your time, Shay, and we appreciate you for listening to us here. Locked on LSU, where we are brought to you by Built Go, Built Geo, Built Go. When you need to break through your wall, reach for a Built Go. These are one-and-a-half-ounce packages. Throw it in your briefcase. Throw it in your gym bag. Throw it in your work bag. Whatever it may be, reach for a Built Go. One-and-a-half-ounce package. Tastes great. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut. My favorite is the chocolate mint. Find yours. Put in your golf bag to get you through the back nine. When you need that boost of energy, Built Go is the way to go. It's like drinking an energy drink or taking an energy shot, but you don't get the crash feeling because it's natural, so it's better for the body, so you get that feeling with a third of the caffeine and better results. It's Built Go. Order yours online today at BuiltGo.com, Built-G-O, BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and get 20% off your next order. Again, maybe it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon you need to get through the rest of your workday. Maybe you need a jump start in the morning and you're trying to cut out coffee or energy drinks. Built Go is that alternative. BuiltGo.com. BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and get 20% off your next order. Every Tuesday... At Locked On NFL, Luke Braun and Ross Jackson break down the Monday Night Football action and top fantasy storylines around the NFL with the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. Luke and Ross are joined every Tuesday by Locked On Fantasy experts to help you save your lineup with waiver wire pickups, must-starts, and more. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your
2: podcasts.
1: Wrapping up another edition here on the Locked On LSU Podcast. The uh, Basketball Tigers were back on the floor on Monday night at the Maravich Center, home opener for the squad, for Will Wade, and they were a big winner um, over Southeastern Louisiana, an overmatched Southeastern team that we told you had lost to uh, Purdue University, Fort Wayne um, in in overtime, and then got absolutely pounded uh, by 30 points by UAB so LSU, a big winner, 96 to 43. Here was Will Wade on the win.
0: Good win. I thought we sustained our defense better. Um, still disappointed. 14 offensive rebounds we gave up, which is we've got to get that short up. 238th, in the, I believe, in the country in rebounding margin, and so uh, we've got to uh, we got to certainly do a better job, uh, better job there. But very pleased with our guys' focus. I thought we sustained our focus, sustained our effort. Uh, for for uh for 40 minutes tonight um, I thought everybody who came in gave us some gave us some good uh some good contributions
1: the story for the season early here for LSU continues to be freshman cam Thomas he had 20 points that's three straight 20-point outings to begin his college basketball career he was really fantastic uh shooting the basketball for LSU on Monday night for cam Thomas in the ball game uh four of ten from the floor but 4 of 8 from 3, 50% from 3, and then 9 of 10 from the free throw line. He can score it from anywhere on the floor, and that was really exciting to see him uh, score the way he did. Four rebounds and a couple of assists in the ball game. Trendon Watford was fantastic. Uh, 26 minutes, scored 20 points. And remember, just one rebound against St. Louis, he flipped that around this time. Nine rebounds, three assists, and a steal, a block. He has been just stuffing the stat sheet, and he is – absolutely accelerating his game now in his sophomore season. Uh, pretty cool to see Shaq there last night to watch his son, Sharif, who played 19 minutes, just five points, did hit a three, but the nine rebounds are what stands out. Before the season started, Sharif O'Neal, in an interview with LSU Media, talked about how he was excited to rebound and defend. In a in this current age of basketball, of scoring. Everybody wants to score. Everybody wants to eat. So when you see a guy like Sharif O'Neal, who's a five-star, who's a stretch four, who can step back and shoot it, who's ex- who says he's excited about rebounding and playing defense, and then actually goes out and does it, that's very encouraging about how this team is going to grow. We also saw a really nice game from Mwani Wilkinson. In just 14 minutes, he scored 12 points and had five points. Offensive rebounds. He was an energy guy. He was, he reminded me a ton of Marlon Taylor. Here was Will Wade on Imani Wilkinson's game last night in his skill set.
0: I was so mad about our offensive rebounding these first two games because our defense hadn't been great since we've been here, but we've been elite offensive rebounding. And we just, we just, we didn't offensive rebound like we needed to. Now, we don't miss as many shots, so it's, there's not as many shots to offensive rebound. But, and is the answer, man. I mean, he has five offensive rebounds. He's got a knack for the ball. He can finish down there. He's an unbelievable athlete, and um, he guards. He, he, he's going to, his role was going to increase, and he's mature. He studies. He was watching film yesterday, trying to correct some of his defensive mistakes. And I got a real trust in him, and he's going to be a a, a big, big part of, of of our team this year, and 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 certainly moving forward, his role is going to going to increase. He fits well with the with the guys we got.
1: I think one of the things we have to remember with this team, you're talking about Cam Thomas, freshman, Mwani Wilkinson, freshman, Sharif O'Neal, transfer, Josh Gray, transfer, Brian Penn Johnson, who played just two minutes, still rounding into shape, transfer, uh, Eric Gaines. Yeah, freshmen. You're talking about so many guys, and Gaines played 24 minutes last night. You're talking about so many guys who are new, and they are still learning how to play together and learning this system. This is a team that will continue to grow and get exponentially better as the season goes along. Yes, Southeastern's a bad basketball team, and LSU won by 53. It's a fun night when everybody plays and everybody stuffs the stat sheet, but I would rather see that against a bad team than you struggle against a bad team and let them score 80 on the night. LSU did what they had to do. They asserted themselves. The next game will be a little more challenging on the 6th, that's Sunday, against Louisiana Tech at the Maravich Center. Then they'll go out to Atlanta uh, to play South Florida in that tournament there, the multi-team event in Atlanta. And then you've got UNO, North Texas, VCU, and then you're in conference play come December the 29th. So – uh, still a, a, a long way to go for LSU. Four weeks to figure it out and be ready to roll when conference play comes around. But a nice win for the Tigers at home against Southeastern. All right, it's going to do it for us here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked on LSU podcast. Please subscribe if you've not done so yet. Until next time, it's Locked On LSU, your team every day.